You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story Podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now here are your hosts, Veronica Lisamato and Brent Edwards. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 129 of BNI, the Australian Story Podcast. My name is Veronica here in sunny Melbourne, sunny for a change with our uh, podcast co-host and our executive director in BNI Melbourne South, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi Brent. Hi V. Hi everyone. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the podcast again V. Uh, You've been very busy so um, I've had to be doing a few solo recently but it's Really good to have you back, and uh, and we've got a great guest on today. And uh, we're just like in BNI world, we've got a lot of chapters. They're starting to wind up for the end of the year as recording this, and uh, and wow, what a busy year we've had with a great deal of growth. And we saw that from being at the global convention recently as well, uh, where BNI is going and like thirty nine years of consecutive growth. We're looking at, and uh, it's going to be a big one next year, 40th anniversary of BNI. Can you believe it? Well, I have already been, just uh, before we came onto the podcast, researching trips and stays in the beautiful Honolulu in Hawaii. So I don't know how I'm going to do it, but um, I've got my sight set on, uh, on getting over there. I really want to be able to meet Ivan in person. And uh, I just really would love to be over there and experience the global conference. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's such a great destination. Well, if you ever listened to our last uh, episode, listeners, I interviewed a lot of people from the global convention. And the big news is Australia is going to actually bid for it in 2025. Oh, It's like Olympic bidding now. So... It's due to be in um in the Asian Pacific, you know, the Asian sort of uh, corridor, Asian Australasian corridor. So we're going to actually bid for it and try and get all the big dogs over to Australia for that one in 2025. But in the meantime, uh, yeah, looking forward to Hawaii. Uh, I've never been to Hawaii before myself. I've been to US plenty of times, but uh, not to Hawaii itself. So yeah, it's going to be a new experience and. Um, what they try and do is send it to a bucket list destination, uh, so people will actually go there and and you know they if they put on the show that they put on in Madrid, like with the presentations and the like, uh, Hawaii should be unreal. Yeah, amazing. Now, just before we get started, um, I just wanted to put a bit of a challenge out there. So, Brent, did you receive any Christmas cards this year? Uh, yes, I have received one or maybe two. Has that been from someone that you've uh, done your dry cleaning with or your mortgage broker or has that actually been from someone you personally know? It came from my BNI National Director. <laughs> All right, so this is my uh, this is my challenge I'm going to put there out. There you go. <laughs> if you're listening to this, what I want you to do is I want you to DM us in the BNI podcast Facebook page and then I will give you my personal address. And then I want you to send me your business card in a Christmas card. And I promise to send my business card in a Christmas card back. And I want to put it out there, one, 
who's listening. Two, let's cross-pollinate, even from the other side of the globe, if you're listening on on uh, one of the BNI Connect oh, platforms. And I want to put it out there and see how many people can connect via this podcast. Okay. The challenge has been set by Veronica. The challenge is set. So I will check the Facebook messages every day. And if I, you know, obviously you have to make contacts. I'm not just going to put my address on here. But I will give you my home address and then that way you send me something, I'll send you something back and then we're all cross-pollinating no matter where we are in Australia or the globe. Because right. that's what V&I is amazing for, right? Connecting people. That's obviously, okay, that's obviously a plan V. And, that's a plan. Uh, good luck with that. Thank you. I want my uh, my Venetians to be covered in Christmas cards because yeah, I get I'm one. okay. You don't need to send one to me. That's quite all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get on with our podcast. We've got a great guest. He's got a, uh, I've met him a number of times. I always look forward to catching up with him whenever we're out and about in an event. And it's a real um, privilege to have him on the podcast today. So take it away, Brent. Well, this is a person who's been around nearly as long as me in BNI, um, Rob Baquette, uh, who, uh, who is from uh, Melbourne West. And uh, he's, um, Bokep uh, Creative, the brand experts, and he's in uh, Business Network uh, West, which is in uh, in Helen Searle's area. We'll find out where they actually meet. And his category within BNI is branding. So everyone's in Victoria today. Rob, uh, good to see you again, and welcome to BNI, the Australian Story podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's exciting to be here, that's for sure. And, and it's great to see both of you, Brent and Veronica. Um, those smiling faces are always engaging and awesome. So, yeah, it's great to catch up. Thank you. So, uh, Rob, we – oh, you've been around a long time. I think I was actually a director consultant for one of your early chapters way back when in the early days of BNI in Melbourne. Um, you've got here that you've been in BNI for 18 years plus, but you found out about BNI around the year 2000. Can you yeah. tell us how you found out about it and how you got invited to this uh, to this BNI thing and where the journey started for you? Well, um, I actually had my business um, bouquet uh, create bouquet productions. It was called back then, and then we rebranded bouquet creative. and And um, I was actually offered a job to be the marketing manager for the Royal Agricultural Society, which owned the Melbourne Showgrounds. And so, um, so with that, uh, I said, "Look, I'm not looking for a job. I'm looking for space." And so I end up growing my business in the Melbourne showgrounds uh, without much exposure at all. Uh, but through that, it was such an exciting venue. It was like a, a world within a world uh, that I, I then started to grow and get to know councils and, and uh, government departments and so forth around the area and lots of printing companies as well. So, and one of the printing companies was a Minuteman Press and Melinda was the owner of Essendon uh, Minuteman Press. Uh, and I know that there's been many Minuteman presses that have been involved in BNI over many, many years as well. But um, Melinda invited me along. She said, look, Rob, well, she called me Bucket as well. So my surname being Bouquet, she called me Bucket. And a lot of people in BNI know me as we, Bucket. We all, call you, we all know you as Rob Bucket. I thought I'd pronounce it properly today. You know why? You know the TV show. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but my, my mates called me this since I was very young anyway. So <laughs> it was just one of those names that stuck. And 
And um, yeah, so so Mel goes, hey, Bucket, I want you to come along to this group. Um, they seem to be pretty exciting. They're really supportive. Um, I'm fairly new myself, that that being herself, to the to it. And um, and there was an opening for a graphic designer. Um, so back then, obviously, we're talking the year 2000, 2000, something along those lines. Um, so I rock up along to this meeting, and there was probably around 15 or so uh, people involved of all different um, walks of life. And and it was the, the straight away in regards to the friendly atmosphere uh, of just getting there and everybody saying good day, how are you doing? Everybody wanted to connect. That that's what I loved. I've, I've always been a people person, and I think the number one thing of of us actually being in a room suddenly being introduced to a room of friendly people, uh, and they're all running their own business. And from there, it was just like, it was just immediate and easy connections being made. And then suddenly there was a structure that happened in a meeting. That was that was very impressive. Straight after that, I'm going, yep, I want to join. If, if, if there's an opening, I want to join. I'm involved. It was no brainer. It was just an instant yes, straight away. And so that was the beginning. This was one of the CBD chapters, wasn't it, early on? It was, it was actually, that was actually an Essendon chapter. Oh, Essendon chapter. Yeah, 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 way back then. So um, that was the, the first chapter I was involved in. So um, obviously the structure and, and everything uh, made you want to join. Thank you, uh, Melinda from Minuteman Press. I don't know if she's still around, is she? <laughs> well, um, the funny thing is, 23 years later, she's still a, a dear friend of mine. She does, She's not in the in the printing game anymore. She does candles and so forth, but... But, uh, but yeah, no, no, she's the one that introduced me and still a friend today. I think that's a great relationship. Yeah, so. Yeah, way back when, um, Minuteman Press and Signoranima, who had the same sort of owners, were very big uh, exponents of, of B&I yeah. and usually had a relationship where they actually talk toward their franchisees. You know, when you come out and start a franchise, go and find a B&I group because this will help you get business. And uh, BNI Australia is actually doing something along those lines these days where we've um, got a concierge service with large franchises um, to to do those introductions. And just as, as an aside from the interview, if you're in a franchise and uh, and like to get, you know, like to give us a referral at BNI, Frederick Marcoux in particular, um Reach out to Frederick and put him in touch with your with your uh, major franchisee, um, with your lead franchisee there, so um, we can build a relationship and get more people involved, and uh, get the word out a bit more about BNI. But um, but uh, you know, back to the interview. So you know, the building relationships and everything. Wanted to uh, wanted to join. How was you wanted you to join the chapter? How was your uh, like results? How long did results come from you know that early incident group? It was oh look it I, I think it was pretty prehistoric to be honest because you know it was all the paper um carbon copied referral slips that were placed on the tables back then so it was um it was a very slow process in the way that we we worked but I think number one the great thing was was that uh this particular chapter of people uh they were all small to medium size um I was growing my business uh probably had about half a dozen designers on board at that time and um, and then grew my business to be uh, 12 to 16 designers on board. And B&I helped with a lot of that, I've got to say, as well. Wow. 
wow. which was sensational. Yeah, yeah, it was substantial in that regards. There was a time, I've got to share this, there was a time where I stopped my studio and we had probably about 12 designers and I said, guys, look at the work that we've got in at the moment. And we had some pretty big jobs in, like pretty big councils that we worked with, um, government departments, as I've said, larger organisations, um, agricultural industries, all sorts of scenarios. So, so we were pumping a lot of work out. There was a week where we didn't have any other work in there bar the work from BNI. And I said to guys, look at the power of the networking and what it's bringing into our business. And we are flooded with work and it's all BNI work at that time. So, um, and I always had one of my staff go along to a BNI meeting. And, and from there, I've got to say there was um, probably three or four of my team when they grew in time and, and went and worked for other big agencies. They um, they then went and joined a BNI chapter themselves, uh, which is pretty cool as well. So, oh, that's amazing! It, it's grown, you know, and and I think the relationships that started back then uh, were great people that helped each other a lot, and through there we all helped each other grow our, our own businesses, which was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So, um, have you been in BNI for the entire twenty three years? You put eighteen years plus on your application, or did you take a bit of a sabbatical along the way? Oh, look, just, um, I guess life, it was probably around the year 2003. I had a little bit of misfortune that happened in life and it meant having to step away from uh, from some networks that I was involved in. Uh, and that was just to sort out life for a while. Um, once I sorted that out, I then ended up being invited to a chapter in the city. And that's the one where I met you. Yes. That, that would be it. I'm trying to put the timeline together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that was a great chapter. We were probably a chapter, I'd say, when we got rid of a bit of dead wood because there were a couple of people in there that were for the ride and weren't the right fit. Once we got rid of those um, and, and got the right people on board, 20 members, we were doing two mil across the table and I was pulling in on a minimum 157K a year. And um, mid-90s, so was- mid-90s, yeah. that's... Oh, well, 2000, 2000s. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, 2000s. Well, I think mid-90s, even 2000s. That's uh, that's that's very serious money. Yeah. Oh no, no, it was it was very very good. But the thing was that we, again, we were twenty business owners that connected, and the reason we connected, we used to go out and socialize. So we spent a lot of time together outside of BNI, not only doing the one to ones, but Friday night. Hey guys, what are you doing? I'll meet you at Crown. I'll meet you in the city here. For, have, catch up for a bite to eat, uh, and through that we just got to know each other, and literally. We trusted each other so much we could pass a client around to each other. And yeah. oh, you're working on that client too. Oh, yeah, you know, so it was really great. And it was easy. It was easy. And we got we we got a one role, an accountant, when we got rid of one accountant and we got the real accountant in, and he's actually my accountant. And he and he and I'll never forget him because when he did his 10-minute presentation, he got his guitar up and he was a singing accountant of all things. So he he was fantastic. A singing accountant. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> The day he joined, he had eight referrals in his first week. So it, it was just from there. It was like getting rid of some deadwood and having someone that was really part of the group. It just changed the whole energy in the great. Just awesome. before we get to you, V, like that's a really good point because a lot of groups will hang on to deadwood. Yeah. No one's referring to them. No one's giving them business. And, you know, sometimes people need to... Uh, achieve success elsewhere this is not working for him and the case in point there 
one accountant left who no one wanted to deal with, and the next week a new accountant comes up and gets eight referrals. Yeah. People are just hanging for good people to be involved. And when you've got someone who's not so good, you know, you maybe need to help that decision to uh to to help exit them out of the group because they're holding you back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. V, v you had something? Yeah, I, ju I just want to clarify for anyone who's listening, when we say get rid of, it's not actually this process where we turn around and say, you're out. It's not like Donald Trump. You're fired and you're fired. It's not like that. <laughs> you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> but when you have a chapter who's doing so much closed business and you can see the activity and everyone's seriousness and dedication and commitment to the process, then people who are just passengers stand out. And if they don't leave because they are just feeling like the pressure to perform is too great, and some people just aren't built like that, that's okay, they will generally complain that the system's not working for them. And then if that doesn't work, it'll be a controlled process where people, where B&I should support them. And if they can't support them, they will then either step up or step out. So that's the first thing. But, Rob, I wanted to ask you, it's a very fine line between a chapter being a social club and a chapter being having a lot of trust and rapport and doing things socially. So you've said that your chapter is doing all of this great business. Um, people are not staying in there if they're passengers. They understand it's not the right fit for them. But part of that magic was being um, very close and socialising with each other. What would you say to a chapter who was doing all of that and not doing the closed business and someone coming in and saying it doesn't work for me because it's a social club? What yeah, would look, you do differently? Well, I, I think, look, mindset's really important related to that. It's also then uh, whether that chapter's engaged someone that's on board with the right culture, culture fit to the chapter as well. Uh, back then, that particular chapter our culture was very strong. Uh, and so we were very business orientated in many ways. We were very success driven as in individuals for our own business as well. So we soon saw if someone wasn't of the same mindset. Uh, when they weren't of the same mindset, they didn't fit. We, I, re I distinctly remember a business coach coming in and, uh, and within two months, she had ex exited herself because she wasn't receiving anything. She had the mindset of work's not coming to me. She didn't have the giver's gain mindset at all. So the values weren't really aligned. Um, we thought they were. So she gave us the false perception that she was of that in coming in and joining the chapter. But soon, you know, within a really short period of time, she didn't fit. And, um, and so organically she was seeing herself moving out as well. So, um, so I think that that you know when you've got a really good chapter that sings strongly in culture, you soon find out whether somebody doesn't fit, uh, which is key. It's a really important differentiation, and Brent makes a, a fantastic analogy of people going to the gym, but then they don't make they don't get the results because they never turn up. And I think the difference with B and I is that we have the process, and we're keeping you accountable for your part in the process. If you're not following the process and you don't like people saying to you, come on, you can do it, we're here, you need to be doing this, you promised you were going to do this, you're not being your word, come on, come on, come on, and what can we support you, here's a podcast, here's this, is that. If you don't like that, then you're going to struggle, but you also can't be blaming B&I 
for it not working. And you can't say it's all BNI that you've been successful because it's you following the BNI process that's made you successful. So without the right culture and the right mindset and the process, it doesn't work. And, and the important things for uh, chapters here is to set that expectation yeah. from the start. When you're handing in this application form to our chapter, this is our expectations. So you need to align with these expectations or, or we won't be accepting your application. And this is the expectations and this is what we expect. What we, expect. we are a group of high-performing business professionals and we expect that performance from everyone we accept as an applicant. Yeah, and, you know, people who turn around and say, well, you know, they're all going out and having a drink together and it's, it's, they're not including me. Well, it's actually that has nothing to do with you getting the work. If you're following the process and you have trust within the chapter, the work will come to you because you're turning up, you've got credibility, you've got visibility, profitability will come. There's something else not working. And I just, you are just the perfect person to discuss this with today, talking about how you're socialising and connecting and doing great business because there have been some chapters that have a very strong, close culture, but they're not doing the business. Yeah. And they're saying that it's it's because, mm. of, you know, of the process. It's not. Process works, always yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if, if I could add a little bit to that, I, I have like sort of, um, I guess, a list of around about sort of five things with B&I that I, that I um I guess live by related to it, and um, and and happy to share this uh, today. Yeah, go ahead, Rob. Yeah, it, it, number one, I, I and I've done this. I actually, was uh, a guest speaker at the Sydney um, National uh, Conference. I was on a on a panel up on stage, and I remember first getting up and saying to everybody that I don't like BNI, and everybody's face just changed. And I said, I love BNI, and that was my <laughs> answer. Right, so. Um, and there's a really distinct difference in both of those, you know, from like to love. And I do this through my process with working with clients as well. Um, when we love something, uh, we're very passionate about it, you know, and so forth as well. So, so number one, I, I say to people, love BNI. Like, so then put it in your life rather than follow the regimented mechanical processes that are there to guide us and make it all really easy. Um, start implementing it into your life and live it. Uh, and so it's really easy. And I raised three kids on my own. Plus I was involved in networks and, and in a BNI and um, ran, a, ran a business, um, you know, put my girls in their ponytails before taking one to kinder and one off to school and then my son feeding him a bottle and all the rest. Um, so uh, so I know the sleepless nights and all the rest of running and but but with my children came many, many opportunities. So I was involved in kinders that I could connect BNI people with, schools that I could connect them up with. There was um, uh, dance, dancing schools, football schools, basketball schools, netball, you name it, everything around me, apart from all my business connections, were phenomenal opportunities of having in my life that were related to all the people in BNI and became very, very easy referrals, connections, relationships that were just, and then I had people like mothers and fathers of other kids coming and saying, Hey Rob, you know, a plumber, you're in this other thing, this group and da da da, you know, a lot of people. Can you connect me up with someone that you trust that's going to look after my house 
or sell my home or whatever it might be. You get what I mean? So, so by putting it in your life, it just really changes the way that um, I've, and it makes all the, the five things that we need to do easy. They all just happen, you know. If it's a part of your life and part of your business, it's easy. If it's an outlier from everything else, that's what makes it hard. And when you are time stressed or time poor and something's got to give, people say, oh, you know, I'm spending too much time on that. But all our successful members integrate what we do into their life. They couldn't tell you how much time they spend on it. I tell a lot of people, our successful members can't tell you how much time they spend on BNI per week because they integrate into their life and business. But often our families can. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you were last night. You're at BNI with your BNI friends, weren't you? <laughs> my kids just go, "Hey, Pa, you had another BNI thing again." Oh my god! <laughs> hey, uh, Rob, uh, fast forward to 2016. Yep. You were asked to take over a president a presidency of a presidency of a chapter. And uh was that the same chapter or you'd moved chapters uh since? Because yeah, I think you're in Melbourne, Melbourne West now. Yes. You were in C B D. And uh that chapter had dropped pretty suddenly by about, you know, around 10 members and was on a really downward slope. And uh, you were able, through your experience and being president, able to turn us around, turn that around and make it chapter of the year. So can you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It was um, it was a strange scenario of a chapter that was fairly, um, it started up in uh, Melbourne West. So we're in uh, Werribee chapter. We just celebrated nine years now. And so uh, back then it had had a new president that came into the the, the role Unfortunately, he had to leave and um, and he uh, was struggling in the role as well. So uh, suddenly the chapter was starting to lose its members um, and it went from 28 to about 18, 19. Um, and then it was on its way to lose another three. Uh, the support director had asked me whether I would consider being the president. And I said, look, why would anybody want to be a president of a chapter that's just going suddenly just losing, losing people straight away? Um and I said, okay, look, if you can help me, and I asked for his assistance in finding other presidents of other chapters that were doing very well, uh, and but they were very different. I wanted knowledge of difference. I wanted to seek knowledge. Um, and so it was knowledge of little things that these presidents were doing or their chapters were doing that I thought, okay, they we're missing a bit of that salt, a bit of that pepper, a bit of that sugar, a bit of that spice, you know, and so... Um, so I, I spent probably two, three weeks going out and seeing about four or five presidents um, and spending good time with them. Uh, whilst my VP was very strong at running the group at the time, which was great. So from there, brought the knowledge, got the, got the team together. And then so a team of maybe 18 or so at the time and said, guys, I'm, I'm being asked to be president of the chapter. I've accepted the role. But where I see myself, I see myself at the very bottom. I'm the lowest piece of hanging fruit for this chapter. Where I'm going to help you is from the bottom up. We need to do this together, not from above down. We need to do this together as a team. Are you on board? This is what I've learned. And I learned certain things in regards to we didn't have a vision. We had no mission. We had no real purpose and goal in where we've been driven. Um, the knowledge of, of where we saw other chapters was distinctly doing so well was because of the connections they were having, the one-to-ones that were happening, the strength in bringing visitors along, 
uh, and so forth as well. But but nobody wanted to bring someone along to a chapter that was going down the tubes. Uh, what we needed to do was change and grow our culture within. Uh, and so through that, I asked everybody by the end, are we all on board? And they said, yes, but it's going to mean change. And back then it meant like getting a new role of someone to help us with Facebook because half our chapter didn't know how to use it. Um, so we had to educate everybody and educate them in a certain way, change our mindset from a small mindset to an abundance mindset. And with that abundance mindset was no longer are people in conflict with each other or, you know, the um, the part of that, you know, how BNI says, well, I, I've got this category. It's my category. Forget that. Look at an abundance mindset in this in the fact of an alliance now. So our chapter currently, there's a graphic designer in our chapter. And, and even though I had a graphic design category for 15 years or whatever it might be, when she came along, she goes, Rob, I love this chapter. And I said, well, why don't you join? She goes, but you've got the category. I go, no, I'll go into the branding sphere because we operate at a different level. I've got a ton of work I'm going to throw your way. So we're probably the only chapter that's got a graphic designer and a branding expert working yeah. hand in hand with no conflict at all, zero. So, mm -hmm. um, so it was changing that mindset back then. And suddenly what happened, we started to get traction. We started to get good energy. Um, I did little things like get to know the visitors. Every visitor, I wanted to know every single visitor as the president of the chapter, but then engage them at the start. you know. And so through those little things, every visitor started to feel more and more part of the chapter. Our visitor hosts were really focused on our visitors a lot more. Um, and suddenly they all wanted to start joining. We grew very quickly. And then we had a visitor's day and that visitor's day was 88 people that came along and eight new members. Whereas our previous visitor's day was 75 people with zero people coming on board. Mm. So we had substantial growth. Um, and then that substantial growth grew to then us becoming chapter of the year for 2017. Uh, and then it then led to 2018, we were at 38 members, 12 visitors, minimal every week, apart from other chapters coming to suss us out now. Um, <laughs> as well. yeah. And so there was 50 people in a room, which was great. Great business was growing. Energy was great. And so it was, it was happy days, I've got to say. And it wasn't because of me. It was just lighting up fires and instigating and, and growing people and empowering people in certain roles um, and getting the right people as our leadership team. Um, and, and it just flowed. It was it was magic, yeah, which was great. I think a lot of it did have a lot to do with you because you were the one who led by example and said, this is the, the, mind, the mindset that we could have. Let's embrace and include everyone in what we're doing. Let's actually lift each other up and let's see what we can do because you wouldn't have had 88 visitors in a room if it hadn't have been for the whole chapter getting on board with inviting people. And the other thing is a great tip for presidents, if you want to make a difference and make an impact, be there first thing in the morning before your visitor host and you be the most visible visitor host, the president. So you be the first one to meet and greet the visitors, pass them on to the visitor host, and then when they see you standing at the front of the room during the meeting, there's already this feeling of, oh, okay, this is good. Yeah. What I, what I see from this too is... Um, when chapters are in a downward spiral, people aren't proud of what they're a part of. Yeah. The culture's gone down. People aren't proud of it. They don't want to bring their best people along. And there, there is something inherently wrong 
with what's going. And when you add things like um, the abundance mentality, uh, you actually help, you know, lift that chapter pride. Uh, once the abundance mentality and people are happy and working together and everyone's having fun, that's a, it's it's like um, like it's like bees to a honeypot. You know, it's uh, it's it attracts people. It attracts people, and they want to bring people along as well. And um, and and that's that's the pull of people coming along. And then more visitors come along, and then you get a real buzz around. And other chapters say, "What are these guys doing? What's the secret sauce?" But there's not one secret sauce. It's a it's a multitude of other things that they're doing. The same system, but they're doing it a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually, I um, just to add to that, Brent is um, the uh, I, I love Tuesday mornings and going along to my chapter, right? So I, I look forward to my Tuesdays. You know, eighteen years later, twenty three years later, whatever it might be, I still have that um, that tickle in the heart that, that I really love going along to it. And so I actually say that to people: bring bring your passion, bring your energy along, because energy is attraction. People are attracted to you when you bring this 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 smile, you know, and just and so forth. And and people start saying, Rob, you, you know, you've always got this energy about you, or you're bringing this, you know, effervescence or something along the way. And I'm going, I'm just being myself. But the but the point is, it actually started that morning or the night before, getting excited about what what opportunities could happen the next day, you know, which is great. Our our chapter at the moment, I've got to say, I'm really proud of it and the fact that. We've got a, a president that's 23 years old and our VP is 21 years old. Um, and yeah, and it's it. just magic. It's beautiful. And I love encouraging them. And they bring new, fresh energy. So, so you know, I think that's an awesome strategy for it's, everybody to bring to a chapter. You know, I find it great in this digital world at the moment where young people are young business young entrepreneurs are finding bni and they're finding the power of working face to face with people multi-generational business and finding the power of it and and how it works and just embracing it i, I really love seeing that at the moment and it, it does as a as a crusty old bni sea dog like uh like yourself rob um, <laughs> I no, I get energy from it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, just at the global convention, one of the guys I was interviewing, he won the extravaganza. He was twenty-one. Helped you know bring his chapter from up from fourteen members. Sponsored four people in. You know, Excellent. twenty-one years old, just turned twenty-one. So he did that in his twenties. We've got to be <laughs> embracing the BNI youth. Because yeah. they are bringing their own energy and they are helping all of us. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a crusty old sea dog and I'm glad you didn't either, Brent. But I think that we just need to say they've got so much to bring. And when, and what's really exciting, yeah, my, my son's 22, he was in BNI for a little bit. When they get to be exposed to professional, high-quality networking at 20, 21, 22, imagine the kind of entrepreneurs and business people they're going to be. I mean, what what yeah. we're able to expose them to is... Yeah. Frighteningly amazing. Yeah. And so the quality that we're that we are um, nurturing is unbelievable. And we're all a part of that globally. Yeah. I think that we all have a sense of pride about what we do in BNI. I think if we can all say that we love BNI, I mean I do, I, I bleed brick BNI red. And I um I love the fact that 
you know, I've got my own little BNI family across the globe. I know that I can ring a BNI member in a country I don't know who I've never met, and they will take my phone call. Hey, how cool um, is it? Yeah, it's cool. Hey, Rob, mm. we're uh, we've we've run a bit over. It's been a great chat. Um, okay. We always ask all our guests what would be um, a great tip you'd give to members uh, to be successful with MBNI. Okay, a tip. All right, I've I, I look. I've got I've got a swag of them, but I'd say maybe one would be if you wanted to get some action happening is to identify triggers. And what I mean by triggers is that something that's going to trigger a memory hook, something that's going to you're going to remember about a certain member, um, or I can give a mem you know a memory hook, which is which might be say where I I get my BNI chapter to go. Hey, on the count of three, I want a what the fork ready. One, two, three. You two, give me a what the fork. What you know, so and everybody goes what the fork, right? So um, and suddenly. People come up to me and they're not calling me Rob. Hey, Mister, what the fuck? What are you doing? How are you going? It's a trigger. It's it's a memory hook. And oh, so, I'll um, go with that. But via that, it, it it works both ways. So, what's the trigger that that I can present myself with to a, to to my twenty five sales team um, so that they remember me or what what I'm looking for? The other is that. What can they give me as a memory hook so I can connect them up to the perfect referral that they're after as well? Um, or when I'm talking to Mr. BHP or whoever it might be, and suddenly I remember, ah, Veronica was looking for them. Um, what's that trigger that's going to do that? Um, I think, yeah, that, that's important little strategy, that's all. Love it. And as part of uh, what we do in this uh, in this uh, podcast, every episode is we give our members an opportunity to do their weekly presentation. So, how big <laughs> is uh, Business Network West, and how long do you have? <laughs> well, Business Network West is actually um, we're 30, uh, 30. We've just hit the thirty mark as members. Uh, yeah, we we. Could have easily been at 35, but again, our membership committee were really thorough on who they allowed in, which has been great. So our culture is very strong. There's a lot uh, of parents saying no to applications sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely with that. So, and, uh, uh, would you like to give us your weekly presentation? Okay. All right. Let's, but I need, I need a hand from you too. With a, with a bit of more. Oh, we're going to do that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are we good with that? Yeah. We're ready. Okay. Look. Okay, I'm Rob Bouquet from Bouquet Creative. We are the brand experts. Now, on the count of three, can I get an excited what the fork from Brent and Veronica? Ready? One, two, three. What, what the fork? <laughs> okay, okay. One of you came through clear as belt. Well done. And now, what the fork am I excited about? Actually, I'm really excited about a client that I've been working with for over 12 months. They're called Werribee Steel. They're a steel company. It's cold. It's frozen, right? What we did with them and started with 12 months ago was help them to humanize the steel, right? And so through that, I became their part-time casual marketing manager. They're a team of about 20 staff. So this is what I'm looking for as I'm explaining this company, right? Um, so they're about 20 staff and, what, and they had probably four people trying to do the marketing, but nobody was doing it right. So I came in, looked at all the little things that we needed to fix, we humanized the steel company. We started to win awards. We started to get acknowledged. 
we started to become more about the community. We're involved in the local football club, soccer club, basketball. People are starting to see the name of a company that's been around since 1967, right? So that is a great referral for me is another Werribee Steel. I'm Rob Bouquet from Bouquet Creative. I run What The Fork Workshops and we have a damn good time doing it. Thank you very much. Well done. Well Love done. it. All right, uh, Rob Bouquet, thank you for being with us on a, being on the Australian Story podcast. It's been great hearing your story and a lot of fun. So um, all the best and many more years of being I to come for you. Thank you very much. Loved it. Loved being part of it. And congratulations to both of you and all you've achieved as well. Thanks, Rob. Oh, thank you. See you at the thank next you. event. <laughs> in Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. I just wanted to... Um, to let you know, the, the last week's education in our region was absolutely fantastic because it touched on how to stay motivated when we're going toward our Christmas break. And I was going to ask you now if you'd like to just share with us a couple of things that you put into the education segment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and I, I can't claim this. This is from one of my counterparts, Alison Adard. And I've turned into an education. And what I got our region to is to all present that workshop uh, for this week. So it talks about leading into, and I'll use this as my tip for the week this week, actually. I had something else, but seeing you've done this, I'll do this because uh, we've, we've run a bit longer. But uh, what, what I'm using it as is uh, motivation. Like, you know, when chapters and for those of you listening outside of Australia, outside of Australia, traditionally our chapters take three to four weeks off around the Christmas break. It's the middle of summer. Everyone's on, on holiday. They're, nothing's really open. And we just usually just enjoy the sun, have barbecues and and drink. So um, that's what usually will go on holidays. So that's what usually happens around then. Um, but, uh, and usually sometimes people get demotivated about BNI because they they look back and they say, oh, okay, well, uh, they reconsider things they're doing in life and in business. And part of that's BNI. And I look back and say, oh, you know, or how many referrals did I get? Or how much business did I get? And a lot of time people take the short side of view of looking at BNI from hand to mouth, like what did I get last month or what did I get the month before. They don't look at the big picture of the benefits they've got from BNI. And that's, you know, how much, well, virtually not only the referrals, but how much money have they saved by being in BNI? You may think, Brent, what are you talking about? How much money did I save? I spent money to be in BNI. But it's not the point. You save money in business in BNI from the great advice you get from other members, from solutions being solved quickly from the members of the group connecting you to things you need or problems you need solved. That saves you a lot of money. You may have saved a lot of money from a bit of advice you got from another member or from one of the presentations in the meeting. You know, all these sorts of things you can actually save. What have, personal development have you got out of BNI? You know, what have you learned from the education, from being a business builder? What's helped your business through the personal development? What's helped you with presenting every week, help you pitch to your next client on what you need? Um, you know, the personal development comes out there. How have you actually helped your clients from being in BNI as well? And when you can help your clients, they're a major reason, reason another reason why they'd want to stay with you and keep ordering off you because 
you become a, a hub for solutions for their advice. So how have you helped the other clients through BNI? Um, and what relationships have you made through BNI that, you know, if you walked out of there, you know, over summer and went to a different direction, you know, you'd possibly lose those relationships. The funny thing is some people think, oh, if I stop doing this, people will still refer me. It doesn't usually happen because, you know, for referrals, you need to be, you need to be there. You need to be visible. You need to be visible. You need to be giving back. And when you're out of sight, you're out of mind, basically. And, you know, people leave and someone comes in and the group gets another person who does what you do. Guess where their focus is now? That person. Because that person's helping them as well. And bring that person's working to bring in them more business. So it's not just what's happened just recently, working hand to mouth. It's a whole lot of other things. And people say, oh, I'm really busy now. Okay, well, you're busy now. Are you going to be busy three months down the track? Because that's what you're working on now in B&I. Our B&I members aren't working on what they can get this week. They're working on the pipeline three, six months down the track. And, you know, and when you're established in a B&I group, that's how it works now. And, um, you know, just, you know, the easy thing is, oh, I'm too busy, got to change something. Oh, I'll drop out of B&I. That's the most stupid thing you can do. It's like going to the gym and saying, oh, I'm fit now, stop going. Yeah, because... I'll tell you what, and I can vouch for that at the moment. I'm carrying extra kegs, a couple of extra kegs because I moved house and I moved away from my gym. I haven't joined another one. Guess what? Went backwards. So I can vouch for that as, uh, myself. So, you know, that's what it was all about. Well, I thought it was fantastic. And I think it's just a reminder that just have the break, recharge, but remember to reconnect and get back and hit the ground running in 2024 with our BNI family globally. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Brent. We'll uh, be back with our next podcast very soon. Thank you for supporting BNI The Australian Story podcast. Thank you for listening to BNI The Australian Story, brought to you by BNI Australia. We invite your feedback to our Facebook page and remember to subscribe through iTunes, Google Podcasts or your favourite podcast service. Thank you.